Welcome back to another episode of... Kiefer. I barely knew her. The podcast where we watch a movie, smoke bunches of weed, and then talk bunches about it. As you do. <laughs> yeah. As always, we're joined here by my lovely bee. Oh, hey, man. And my wonderful husband, Chris. How's it going? And uh, today we're going to be going over the movie Equalizer. From 2014. Oh, it's such a good movie. Denzel Washington beats everybody up. <laughs> Kicking ass, as Denzel Washington does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and smoke now uh, and get started there. Uh, you can smoke or do whatever uh, you need to do to get your, your brain juices flowing, as I say. And uh, hopefully you're going to be able to get to uh, where we're about to get. And high. So high, so high. <laughs> so, the Equalizer. Chris, tell me, where did this story take you? Uh, honestly, I think the first thing that the movie kind of really shows you are the kinds of relationships that he builds. Mm-hmm. He has intimate knowledge about everybody that he works with. <laughs> but like, no, 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 I, I know, know your, face, not, your face is saying that that is sincere, but it sounds creepy. It does sound <laughs> creepy, but it's... It's not creepy because the people just talk to him. And yeah, he's that's yeah. He's this non-judgmental individual. He's he's this guy who comes into the world and he's looking at people to show him who they are. Mm. He's not trying to put anything on anybody. He gives everybody an opportunity to show him who they are and who they can be. And I think uh, the dude that he's helping with the security training uh, is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. You have a guy who is overweight. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to these kinds of jobs, I guess they really take it seriously at the store. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think they had standards. Um. Right? But apparently the <laughs> store does. And no, and I can appreciate that they would. I just, it didn't occur to me. It right? didn't. Let's <laughs> go. So sad. Um, <laughs> think about like ninety percent of the people how they would respond in twenty fourteen if this guy's like, I want to be a security guard, and he's always eating those saturated fats and different things that Denzel Washington is is helping him to stop doing mm-hmm. so that he can lose weight. They would have more than likely most people would have been like, Yeah, okay, you know, like yeah. they would have prejudged. They would have. Just put him in a situation where he felt like he, you know, they're right. I couldn't do it. But Denzel Washington is like, okay, these are the things that you need to do. And if you can do these things, then yes, you can be a security guard. And he gave him the opportunity to do it mm. with no judgment placed on him. Just like, let's see what you've got. And he showed him. Yeah. He let him show him. Mm-hmm. And like, that is how Denzel Washington builds these relationships. He is a leader. And he gives wow. people these opportunities to do these things. And it's it really speaks to what he probably did in the military. Mm. You know, working for whomever. He was more than likely He was like the a best team lead. killer trainer there, there was. Because he's definitely a killer. I'm just oh, kidding. absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but he was good at building their spirits. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, it no, just no, I, I, I'm agreeing. I'm just saying, like, but if this is what it is, let's acknowledge what that is. <laughs> He's, he was the best murder trainer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but he he does have great relationships, and I I found that he has the strongest and or whatever I guess deepest relationships with people who need someone. That's a really young good point. people who need guidance. Most everyone else is doing okay, but those two the the dude who wants to be a security guard and and Chloe or Terry or Alina, <laughs> what do you want to call her? You know they both need someone, and he I think. Just, stuck himself in that role very easily and very openly. That's another thing, too, is, like, the way that he builds those relationships is he isn't forcing anything. He's mm-hmm. literally just, like, showing that, you know what, I'm here. He's listening. I'm consistent and I listen. Yeah. And I remember things that you tell me. So, like, if you want to talk. Exactly. I'm showing that you that you matter to me. Exactly. I could remember something you told me because I care about you. You you do matter. And I don't think a lot of people treat them that way. Exactly. I did wonder, though, with the kind of relationships, like, as open as he is to getting to know these people and, like, getting to to know them and and what they need and helping them, that seems like the opposite personality of somebody who has faked their death and is trying to hide from the government. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you would think you would be... A much more of a recluse, much more... I mean, yeah, he's vague with those kids at work who keep trying to ask what he used to do for a living, and he jokes that he was a pip and, you know, he used to dance and sing. (laughs) But, yeah, like, that just seems kind of like risky behavior when he's literally pre-bugged his entire apartment and has a backup apartment on the ready. This is how he lives his life, and he's out there also like, hey... I listen to your demo. <laughs> hey, you want me to help coach you? Hey, but you, you want to know what I was just thinking about when you were talking about that yeah. is, uh, yeah. if you are hiding from the government mm-hmm. and you do still have to live your life and work and whatever just to be able to maintain your new identity, mm-hmm. what would you prefer to have? People who are loyal to you because you've been there for them, or people who are like that fucking recluse dude over there always an asshole never really good to us yeah he lives at this address he goes wow. to these places so you think there's an element of that to it like i need to i need security around me like he needs the people around him to like be his extra security like his lookouts we like hey somebody's been asking about you i didn't tell him anything but so you know I think it's uh, more of a byproduct of who he is that he's recognized. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I actually really feel good about the fact that I called it a byproduct because (laughs) I think that the person that he is in this movie wouldn't have realized it that way. He, and if he did, he probably would have felt like it was manipulative so that it was a byproduct of who he was. So it just naturally happened. He wasn't even trying to do it. Yeah. I but I bet you he more because, than likely yeah, he, recognized it. He, he wouldn't have liked that of himself if he thought of it that way. I mean, every time he thought about what he was or what he did, he got all frowny, you know? Yeah. Until he started sleeping through the night. <laughs> but that was just because, you know, it's been a while since he's yeah. had to, yeah. you know, take a life. Killing takes a lot of, a lot watch, of energy. Watch the light. It will exhaust you. Just creep out of a man's eyes <laughs> as he fades from life. <laughs> I think he has actually considered that because there was the night at the diner when the dude showed up to like beat him up and he was 100% expecting him. He knew they'd been following him. They knew his routine. He knew he was putting this dude Jake's business at risk yep. by having this situation happen here. 
So he did it with like the least amount of risk. 100% he did. Oh Which, my God. Like it was the diner was almost completely empty. It was completely yeah. empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knew exactly when the deliveries happened. He timed his watch and he knew exactly how long they would take. But that's because he just always already knew. Right. He always already knew. And so I'm wondering, did he like just build his own schedule around going to the diner right around the time that this delivery happens so that no matter what happens, he has a window of an out? I could, uh... I mean, I see that as a possibility. He seems like one of those people who is prepared for anything, especially, again, because he has his own apartment, like, and a separate apartment to watch (laughs) his other apartment. Well, like, he's one of those dudes. (laughs) He's one of those dudes. Like, that... I think that's another thing that they represented in the movie was OCD. Yeah. There was no, he legit, he did. He had OCD, OCD for sure. And I think that as he got deeper into his career, mm-hmm. that built further and further into his OCD. Mm-hmm. So he just maintains these things and is always checking these things. Yeah, like it's it's just part of who he is now. Yeah. I think that that's fair. And I do want to point out, apparently Denzel Washington uh, re- like connected with a couple of people who have OCD to talk to them about their experiences and get an idea of how to handle um, himself in the movie that way. So, yeah, he definitely was going for that. And wow. That part right before he uh, killed those dudes. With the door? With the Well, yeah, with like, the door. With the door. Mm-hmm. When he, like, opened and closed it three or four times. Oh, yeah. And it was just, oh, my God, the... There was such a symmetry mm-hmm. in how far he opened the door and yes. then closed oh, yeah. it, the speed at which he did it, the noise that the fucking door made every time it closed was like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, it was such an amazing portrayal of that kind of required repetitive behavior. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Man. And like you, you saw him like, he was focused on it, and then he had to reset himself, like, he, back into game face mode. Come on, like, right? kill mode. Oh, man. Going back to his relationships when uh, Chloe, Alina, Terry mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the, went and sat, sat with him for the first time, and they were talking, and uh, she said that about, she, like, she, the sadness behind his eyes. Oh, my gosh. He was so not ready no, she, to be read like that. She read him, and, yeah, no. Oh, my People God. People don't read him. He no. gives off nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he scrubs his, his face just like everything else. Exactly. It was, like, that hit him. He was mm-hmm. not ready for that. No. Oh, but, like, then how she transitioned... The conversation to Mm -hmm. something else. Like, she... The way... Like, this movie had so many subtle, like, things about it. Like, there were subtle little things. The way that Denzel Washington reacted to the way that she read him Mm -hmm. because of her profession. And then the way that she shifted the conversation to get away from that awkward moment Mm -hmm. because of her profession. Yeah. It was never explained. She had that skill. Yeah. Nobody said anything. She knew exactly how to, to move on. Okay? And it was just, like, there it was. And it was just this these subtle little things. Mm-hmm. But she, I mean, she read him enough to know when she was about to sit down, she said, oh, no, I'm breaking protocol. Because she could see his face said no. And she understood that essentially what he does is protocol. Like, he is just that 
like essentially militant type. Yeah. Um, Every time he went yeah. in there and she was there, he always did the exact same thing with mm-hmm. the silverware. The way that he placed everything, the way that he put his book down, the way that he mm-hmm. waited for uh, Jake to pour the coffee, like the hot water in before, before. he mm-hmm. pour, put his um, his tea bag in. Like all of it, everything was exactly the same every single time he was there. And ah, <laughs> it was just these subtle little things throughout the whole movie that were just so awesome. And they just told so much of the story. Yes. Really. It's, they put that into it. It's not just, you know, she's not here to just have this conversation so we see this part of him. She's a real person in yeah. this world. And she wants more than what she has. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants to be able to get away from what she's in. She doesn't, mm-hmm. like, this wasn't a choice. But, Jesus Christ, is she a linchpin? I mean, good Lord. <laughs> she brought the whole thing down. The entire. Everything. Like, not just the eastern it. seaboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Jesus Christ, an entire oligarch was taken down. Right? It's insane. Yeah, can we also talk about the fact that like they completely established how much of a badass he was? Mm-hmm. That they didn't even have to show us him fighting to get into there, and we were like, to oh, get yeah. into the the palace. Yeah, the palace like we we just yeah. like as he's walking out, there's all these dead bodies. And I'm like, yeah, I figured. It's like, yeah, I mean that makes sense. All of these, all of these. That's right. I mean, he killed a dude with a nail gun mm-hmm. from like thirty yards. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't didn't just kill him. Just completely immobilized and made him oh, completely helpless. Yeah. There's just so many situations where he killed people in this movie where you didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. He enjoyed it. He really did. He like, enjoyed himself. There were some things that he did where it was just... That was kind of mean. Like, he made this dude who built his life on being a complete badass feel helpless. Yeah, he looked like a weird doll. Right. He was barely able to move. <laughs> That's a really, really great he explanation. He looked like, a, like a, a jib-jab cartoon <laughs> where, like, the limbs just kind of pivot at the joints. They're kind of held on by, yeah. like, Brad pins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what he was. You know, like, when you made, like, a turtle out of um, uh, paper plates <laughs> and Brad pins and paper. I used to yeah, make those, those all the time. Uh-huh. All the time. Yeah. It was fun. So that was as... As useful as he was at that point. He just was, was done. He was just done, yeah. yeah. And he just kind of sat there and looked at him. Yeah. But like that nail gun. That was a that was, that was like <laughs> a, a nail gun that drives nails into concrete. Yeah, <laughs> That was. was a legit nail gun. Like, mm-hmm. they used 22-shell blanks to fire those Man. nails. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty that sure. Yeah, that was no Home Alone nail gun. That yeah, was, no. Even though, not to say Home Alone isn't deadly. But. <laughs> it's actually been proven. <laughs> So I was thinking about when when Denzel Washington went to try and uh, buy Chloe Alina Terry's freedom. Mm-hmm. With $9,800. $9, $9,800. <laughs> $9, $9,800. Let's get it right here, guys. This is no small amount. But I'm also avoiding Patriot Act paperwork. So yeah. hey this guys, is what happens. This is what happens when you make the smart choice, okay? Don't make fun of me. <laughs> But um, when he when he goes in to buy her freedom and they are complete dicks, mm-hmm. I mistook the apology that he said at the very end. At the very end, 
when uh, the last guy died. I was like, man, does he feel bad about having to do this? And I was like, oh, he does feel bad about having to do this, but not because he, you know, killed these guys, but because he promised his wife, who passed away, mm -hmm. that he wouldn't ever do it again. Don't disappoint a dead wife. You shouldn't, no. ever. Oh. But, you know, you can't not be who you are. Right? They kept beating that over our heads. Right? <laughs> All men and the fish. This guy thinks he's a knight in a time where there aren't knights. <laughs> we get it. Be what you are. Exactly. <laughs> and that's when he becomes kick-ass with looser morals than Dexter. And starts like, <laughs> posting ads on Craigslist about oh how God. he's going to, like, do you need help? I can take care of problems for does, you. Does that mean he's got his own hit girl? Dude, you just fell into that one. Oh, man, I wow. think I might have. But no, he really, he's kick-ass now. He's posting on social media. He was that, on of Craigslist. Of course he's old, he's on Craigslist. Like, <laughs> In 2014. I, mean, I know, I know it's 2014. It's 2014. So. Craigslist was the place to go with this. Let's be real, you know. But I just... God, I'm so hopeful that he really can read people very well because somebody's going to convince you that they deserve justice and you're beating up... And or murdering. ...the wrong person. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Things could get, re get real dangerous, but I don't think he really gives a shit. He's just looking to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I need one kill a night so I can get a full Instead of one pill, one kill. <laughs> Pretty soon, it's take two of these and come with me in the morning. Oh my god. And by two of these, he means hollow points. <laughs> yep. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> but I... I wonder, after everything that he's done, he's literally somehow smuggled himself into and out of Russia. How is he not on the government's radar again? And now he's going to be posting on Craigslist to beat people up for you? like And or murder. I'll beat, I'll beat up your bully. That's what that is. How could the I government mean, not of. be like, oh, there he is. Like, we, see, we, this dude, who else could have done this? No, nobody else. He took down an entire oligarch. <laughs> Uh, in like a week. <laughs> destroyed an entire operation. I wonder how much of it is that he actually got out and how much of it is that they actually are like, keep it tabs on him, okay? As long as he's not doing shit that he shouldn't be doing, we're not going to risk losing men trying to kill him, you know? Yeah. The kind of situation right. where he's now a red agent. Like, okay, he he's still a... Uh... He's still killing bad guys, so <laughs> just it's fine. Just, just, just back just, away yeah, a little bit. Yeah, back just away. Give him a little space, some breathing room. <laughs> but keep an eye. Just understand where he is at all times. Yes. <laughs> and what's important to him. <laughs> if it starts to become us, yeah. that's when we start worrying. Yes. And we start sending people to the slaughter. That's a really good point. Because <laughs> that it just that's what it'll be. It will. It's like first three waves at least that they're all gonna die like oh absolutely at minimum i mean yeah. he took down an oligarch we talked about this <laughs> we talked about this we did <laughs> it was ridiculous 
And we are at absolutely no position to need to suspend disbelief based on everything that they showed us throughout that movie. Yeah. There, there. It's just like we, I said it earlier. He was yeah. walking out. We saw the dead people, and we were like, "That tracks." Yep. That tracks. Yeah. I mean, I thought we'd see more of them strewn about, but yeah, you know, more pieces, clean. probably. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's 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 a precision mm-hmm. kind of uh, asset, a pre- mm-hmm. precision asset. <laughs> he's, he, there's a lot of uh, situations in which there are no wasted movements. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's that That's kind of dude. Point. Everything yeah. he mm-hmm. does is very well planned out, ready to go, just, and it works because yeah. he's like, oh, you, you only have one to three contingents? Right. I'm at 17. He's like, you didn't even see this corkscrew over here. This thing's <laughs> golden. Like fucking gold over like, here. I'm going to rip out holes. <laughs> chunks. Just huge. Of you. Like eight times tom- before chunks. I let you go. Yeah. Before, before to, I let you die. Yeah. Before I let you yeah. die. Oh, man, that, that whole scene. And then he was, like, disappointed because he was off by three seconds. Yeah. You know? Because he reveled in it. Well, that is that is true. I think, um, but I guess it would be a little upsetting because it's about a 20% variance to estimation. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like. You're such a nerd. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> And yet he takes his time. Still. He really did, though. Like, he kind of reveled in it a bit. Yeah. He really reveled in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, he went out of his way in most situations to look the people he killed in the eye mm-hmm. as they died. Mm-hmm. That is a really good point. Like, every oh single person, for the most part, just that every he Every time killed, he was there, he was looking in there. He was just, like, staring them down. How's like, it going? Um, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that, light, on this. that light is getting dimmer. <laughs> it's getting... Oh, it's gone. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me go wait down here while you attract the next kill. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll be slightly too far away yeah, we'll be to watch that. the light leave his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. Mm-hmm. The way that he stared them down as they were dying. Yeah. At his hands. Yeah. Oh, he had that, like, little bit of frowniness to him, too. Like, mm, you made me do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm disappointed in you for putting me in this situation. It just really wasn't right. Yeah, how but, dare you? But you see what you did? Do you see what you did? You should have known better. This is what you get. This Absolutely. is what happens. Absolutely. Won't happen again, will it? <laughs> Just, God, <laughs> Denzel plays this character so fucking well. Yeah. It's, it's if he was the dude, like, man on fire, aged into Denzel. Like the, oh, uh, yeah, with the, the other little girl that he saves. Yeah, yes. you know, like, yeah. he kind of uh, comes It's a real thing role. for him, isn't it? <laughs> he loves saving little white girls. With blonde hair. Well, no. Chloe, in real life, has blonde hair, but her character had brown hair. Are we certain, though? <laughs> She was wearing wigs half the time. That, that's true. She may have been trying to hide her identity because even though you killed the head of the snake, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but that is kind of interesting. Dakota Fanning and Man on Fire mm-hmm. and then Chloe Moretz. Chloe, and, Grace, and whatever. And the equalizer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, that that uh, mm-hmm. are we talking I about could see that, the same you know, universe here? I could see it. Yeah. It's possible. It's getting pulled back in. <laughs> yeah, this falls under the what's the oh the forced what? out of retirement. Yes, we're calling this the forced out of retirement genre. <laughs> Also, like John Wick and Nobody, like things like that. Oh yeah. And like Red. <laughs> yes, yeah. All of those yeah. forced out of retirement. I I like that that kind of thing though. I really like the oh you thought I was just a nice guy next door who just mowed his lawn a lot. Like <laughs> uh, I could murder right? you in fourteen different ways. Like did you see <laughs> Alfie's face at the end after he killed Teddy? Just the like he was like shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like. This dude, who I was just like, he's a nice old man who's right? just really Mr. helpful. Mr. McCall, Mr. McCall, <laughs> right? he never called him by his first name. Was so respectful. Now he's right? like, holy fuck! Jesus uh, Christ, yes, he is yes, a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this guy will stick a grenade in your ass, right? Which Probably did has. a man on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but I could definitely see him. In this universe, being the kind of guy to do that. <laughs> right? Trying to get creative with it, you know? Yeah. Enjoy your work. It's like, this brings back <laughs> memories. <Ugh. laughs> oh, man. And the fact that every time he got hurt, didn't matter what the injury was, it was just... <clears throat> <laughs> That's right. That was it. Yeah. He got shot. <clears throat> poured boiling honey into a wound. <clears throat> <laughs> you know? Any of yeah. it. It was just... <clears throat> that is control. You know? Self-control. It is. Wow, yeah. Something else that I thought about uh, during this movie when they Mm -hmm. were kind of explaining Teddy and who he was. (laughs) And then there was that whole scene at the dinner where... uh, He tells the story. Yeah, he told the story about, essentially, I'm guessing what Teddy's... Backstory was. Backstory was. Well, yeah, he saw the file from... What's her name? Yeah. So he had Teddy's backstory. I feel like the attack dog that Teddy was mm-hmm. kind of the way that he took on the uh, the Irish mob guys just like mm. brutally beat the shit oh, out of yeah. that dude. Personally. Which <laughs> right? I gotta say I appreciate a manager who, you know, uh, puts in the work. He doesn't just make you do <laughs> he it. He doesn't expect you to do anything he wouldn't do himself. Exactly. He's setting an example. <laughs> Great management. Absolutely. Except for when he Went to murder all the guys. Yeah. I feel like Teddy was what John Wick was before John Wick met his wife. Ooh. That kind of just... He was just somebody that unflinching. got... Like, the way that he was described in John Wick mm-hmm. was the guy that you sent to kill the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way Teddy is portrayed in this, he is the guy who fucking gets it done... By any means necessary. Yes. And they kind of fall within the same field. Obviously, Mm -hmm. John Wick is better at his job than Teddy is. Teddy, you know, got emotional. And (laughs) John Wick wouldn't get emotional. (laughs) And that's the problem, you know? He had this uh, superiority complex. And John Wick just did what John Wick does. Well, I don't think John Wick led teams. John Wick just got shit done on his own. (laughs) That's a good point as well. Again, Teddy got emotional because his teams were fucking shit up. Mm -hmm. And they were getting fucked up for absolutely no reason. And then, like, he starts killing them, and it's like, yeah, now they're going to run away and rat on you. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) But also, I just said, 
they started getting fucked up for no reason, which I feel is underplaying how good Denzel Washington's character was. Robert or Bob. What do you mean? No, I just was downplaying. I said that they got fucked up for no reason, which is like, that's not true. Denzel Washington fucked them up because he was better than them. No, I, I'm talking about the guys that Teddy killed. Teddy killed some of his own guys. He killed those cops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, those cops were working for him. He had their balls, like, ripped off and shoved down their throats, and then they were... This is labeled as explicit, so... Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, he fucking did that to the cops. That's why, uh, you know, dude from Stranger Things... Was like, hiding, Yeah. yeah. It makes perfect sense. And then he read it on him and it's like, well, yeah, you are going to be dead in a week, I guess, until, you know, Denzel kills everyone. And right. then there's nobody left to kill you. Right. Nobody's left to tell them to kill yeah. you while you're in jail. You'll just have exactly. other reasons to be killed while you're in jail because you were a cop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the, the way that I mean, it goes. No, nobody promised you would survive just in general. Just right. That you wouldn't die by that dude's hands, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't be Russian oligarch-led. <laughs> no, no, yeah. um, probably just regular prisoner-led. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but shank would be shanked. But hey, he used to be a good cop, and that's what matters to him. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> used to be. Used to be. <laughs> Don't judge me, I used to be good. I love Denzel has, like, no, like, patience for it. There was like, no empathy whatsoever. leaves. Whatever. See, that was another thing. <laughs> they showed him who they were. That's true, yeah. They showed him that they were corrupt. Mm-hmm. And he even said it to him. It was like he brought shame to the badge or, or however he, mm-hmm. he said it. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it was he was disappointed in them. Mm-hmm. And that was palpable. It was like he, he gives everybody an opportunity. And he gave him an opportunity to be like, you know what, you're right. I did everything wrong. I need to make this right. Nope, and it was an nope. excuse Kicking every and time. screaming, kicking and screaming the whole way. And he had no patience for him either when he was doing the, like, poisoning him in his own <laughs> car. Yeah. He, he was just like, like, puts the window down, you're not going to talk? Okay, back up. Like, no negotiation, no begging None. or pleading. Just, yeah. He was yeah. like, we can have this conversation or you can sit inside this car with the window mm-hmm. rolled up. I'm fine either way. <laughs> Clearly. 100% okay with this. You know, we both know how this is going to end. You <laughs> could be well. on the right side or yeah. the wrong side of it. <laughs> yeah, that's just another example of him giving people that opportunity and then... And that was another one of those subtle things that was in the movie was mm-hmm. he gave him an opportunity to talk. He gave him yeah. the opportunity to show him where to go. He gave him the opportunity to call it in. And then mm-hmm. he gave him another opportunity to be like, yeah, I was a bad cop. Yeah, I deserve mm-hmm. this. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what he would have done had he done that, but I don't know what he would have done if he had gone in that, that route and mm-hmm. just, like, essentially repented. May have been a better situation than what he left him in. Yeah, it, I mean, I hope it would have been. <laughs> but at the same time, when you really think about it, that's probably the exact same place he would have been. Yeah, he more than likely would have looked yeah. him in the exact same situation. And it's not like Denzel can, you know, name drop to get him off easy or anything. Like, Denzel's hiding and... I totally just thought of something. Oh, yeah? They said 
that there was two hundred thousand dollars in the trunk of that cop's car. I wonder that two hundred thousand dollars wouldn't have been in the trunk of his car if he had repented. He would have just left him there handcuffed, but no, he left him there handcuffed with two hundred thousand dollars in the trunk. Him. Oh, I see what you're. Yeah, that is something he could have. Okay, that would have been nicer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. It would have been nicer. <laughs> Seriously, it would have given him a better opportunity. He would have had exactly. a better like leg to stand on he, in that situation if there wasn't $200,000 in cash in his trunk. He could have made up a story about how he was going after a guy and he got, you know, they knocked him unconscious and handcuffed him there and ran off. Exactly. And he called it in when he woke up. But he here, could, have just said, could have said that. He totally could have said that. I feel bad, though, because I feel like we're just speculating oh, on sure. something that uh, didn't happen and may not have been talked about. And uh, But I don't know. It just seems like it kind of could line up. I don't know. He seemed like, it, you know. That second chance kind of situation. Yeah. Like, he wanted to be a better No, I don't think he wanted to be a better <laughs> person. He, <laughs> he was a no, very He was who he was. He liked man. where he was getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he used to be a good cop, and that was about it. The only thing that would have stopped him from continuing on was if <laughs> the only reason he even considered stopping what he was doing was because he almost died yeah <laughs> that was the only reason yeah. nothing else mm-hmm. would have made him stop yeah that would it had to be that nothing else right oh man money's too good too good i wanted to uh go back to talking about teddy okay. for a little bit yeah. um i wanted to say like well, one, kind of speculate a little bit. Um, if the story that Denzel tells at the table, if that was that dude's upbringing, that explains a, a decent amount of who he is as a person and why he does what he does. So what kind of upbringing did Denzel have for him to grow up to do what he does and enjoy it, but from the, the side of the good guys? You know, is that luck that he's on that side of it? I think that he probably had a similar upbringing to uh, Ben Affleck's character in The Accountant. Ended up moving all over the place. With a parent who chose not to um, be, you know, sensitive to... OCD. But, yeah, so essentially grew up in a situation in a military family that wasn't sensitive to Mm -hmm. his uh, his needs Mm -hmm. and had to adapt sharply. Yes. And probably had a dad that was very similar that put him in situations that were very much against what his needs were. Mm. And uh, he just became that guy that that Ben Affleck was in The Accountant, that (laughs) he was in The Equalizer. It was, uh, that would be my guess as far as like his upbringing. Hmm. I I would agree that there is it's this isn't positive reinforcement kind of an upbringing. This no. isn't um, a, a loving supportive household, and then you go to the military and you're like, I mean, but I like to kill, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but I think also it it plays to explaining his um, his ability and desire for loyalty, mm. growing up, and also mm-hmm. his discipline. The way that he cleans his shoes, the way that his dishes are always put where they need to be. Everything is what it needs to be, and that probably also ties in to uh, the OCD or um, whatever labeling it as. Yeah. Um, 
But that discipline was probably started at a very young age by his dad because he probably just said, Mm -hmm. you know, he needs discipline in his life. And so that was just more than likely beat into him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I could could see that. But I think it's it's kind of interesting that you, you can have two kids come from a, you know, not great backgrounds, uh, backgrounds with whatever, whatever. Um, so they both grew up in these not great situations. They grew into these lives, but one is on the side of wrong, one's on the side of good. And how much of that was a choice? How much of that was sheer opportunity? You know, I mean, Denzel most likely had a, a military father and that's probably what led to that. If not, it could have been, a, you know, a cr- criminal element, really. Yeah. But it's it's really funny when they first meet, when Teddy goes to his apartment that first time and Denzel comes up, understands what's happening, he takes every opportunity to call him out on what he's doing wrong. He's loving this challenge of, you're good enough to have found me. Let's see this out. Like, let's yeah. let's see where this is at. Because he, he was like, uh, you know, have you been to that restaurant and or whatever you he had asked, did you hear of the incident? He was like, yeah, I was there that night. Why else would you be here? <laughs> that was... Because the guy acted surprised, like, oh, you were. And he's like, why else would you be here? That is why you're here talking to me right now. Right, officer? His expectation was for him to be a standard individual mm-hmm. who would be thrown off by the fact that not only had they been there that night, but that that had happened, and now the police yes. are at my door what the hell am I being, like, made a part of? Mm-hmm. You know, where is this going to go? What's going to happen to me? People are really not okay with those kinds of situations. Oh, no, yeah. And he was just so comfortable. In it. Yeah. Like, it was just such an easy situation for him. But it was really funny to watch Teddy slowly realize what was happening. Yeah. Okay, this isn't what this is supposed to be like like and they both just god they look like they were enjoying it with their eyes the way they were looking at each other they were like oh this is this is a good match i have not had a good match in a while okay i was just gonna say that i was gonna be like oh i'm needing to i need to try a little bit here okay all right let me get my footwork going okay you know it was uh, it was a really really mm-hmm. subtle yeah. display of uh, that kind of realization between the both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was ah, oh, like even the questions that Denzel was asking him at the end. He's like, "I paid with cash." Yeah, you know, how'd I... you find me? <laughs> and he had a little smile on his face, like his his lip like turned up because he's like, he's like, this shouldn't have happened. This there is, isn't uh... any way that this should have happened. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the kind of resources and connections you would have to have to find him. Yeah, and the things that they would have to be able to do to locate him just on picture from and security cameras. And to be cameras. able to track, like, buses. And, like, he's not sitting around doing that, looking at map. He's got people doing that at those places. Like, they're pulling that and giving it to him. Exactly. Like, they have people in the police already. We already know that. Oh, absolutely. And and if all mm-hmm. it would take is some nobody in the police to stick a thumb drive into mm-hmm. the wrong PC, and Whoops. then you've got a backdoor into the system so they can oh, do whatever no. they want to do. You know, you just pull up a virtual machine, 
And it's like, oh, now oh, I have man. police resources. Now we gotta do hackers, Jeez. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. Back when computer monitors were projectors. <laughs> and everyone was elite. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, Teddy and Denzel were really well matched. But then you get to the next situation where they go into his apartment and they can't find him and stuff. And that's where I feel like Denzel kind of underestimated Teddy. It's like he didn't try that hard. He tried a, a little bit hard. He tried enough for the detectives that went in there to first say nothing about this place is right. To say, oh, I think you went on vacation. Like he got that far. <laughs> but it, I, Teddy was just like, there's no way. But see, was that a test? Like, did he do it on purpose? Like, set just the right amount of evidence for the police to take it where they needed to go, but also made it still so apparent to have such a contrast that the only shit that was out of place was the evidence that they found. Yeah. Everything else was too perfectly done. So that's where, like, the Teddy came in and was like, this is bullshit. But it was kind of like a test that he put them through to be like, okay, where where does Teddy fall in this scale <laughs> of professionalism <laughs> and understanding of this game? And he was like, okay, touche. But do you think that's because he still wanted to fight Teddy? He just wanted to be able to get the upper hand? Because, I mean, I feel like he just could have, even little things, one or two more receipts from random things. Like coffee or something here or there. Dirty dishes in the sink. I know that people don't like to do that when they're traveling, but that's what you expect a lot of people to do. You know, it's not abnormal. You would see that and you would be like, this kitchen is used. This is a lived-in apartment. Yeah. But you walk into that building, or that unit, and you're like, I don't know if this is lived in. They also, uh, like the receipts, everything was from a few days ago. You didn't take your garbage out in a few days. Everything else in your house is perfectly clean. Yeah, not even a bag, just one receipt. No bags from the stuff that you bought the things in. Like, Right. There's no uh, wrappers of any kind of anything, having opened anything. Yeah, nothing. Just a pill bottle. (laughs) An empty pill bottle, which I'm like, how does that make sense? Wouldn't he have... Needed a prescription bottle to get it with it. like Right, to be able would, to take it with you. You would want air sickness stuff with you when you fly. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes through a lot of it. This is an empty one he left behind. For some reason, when he left nothing else behind. Yeah, it just... Uh... But that's why I feel like he underestimated Teddy. Yeah. Like, yeah, the cops, but it was almost, give Teddy something to work with, you know? <laughs> Make it like a Boondock Saints situation. Uh, where I... They have to, like, really kind of look for it. I meant to say, like... Make Teddy work for it. Don't just hand it to him. Yeah. Be like, this is fake. I'm nearby. You know it. <laughs> but do you, I don't know. I think that uh, just devil's advocate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, maybe he wanted to speed things up. Okay. The more time Teddy has to prepare, the more dangerous it is for him. The more mm. Teddy becomes familiar with the surroundings, the more Teddy can like get used to the things that he's doing. All of that stuff. That's that's a great point, actually, because the more he tails him, the more he finds out what's important to him. Exactly. And really, he kind of is understanding this situation at... Wait, he hasn't met with his friend yet, has he? This was right before... Right, yeah. Okay, so he's about to find out. Yeah. But yeah, he needed to buy himself a little bit of time and get out of town. 
because yeah once he comes back he understands he has to finish this this is he's got to see this through this isn't that's why he goes like whole hog and just like <laughs> blows all that shit up and that was his come find me yeah that was that moment for him MDK. I'm back bitches back in town just MDK from all never, over the place. Because there's no way nobody was working at any of those places. Right. Like, he totally killed people. Oh, by absolutely. That. Unless he actually did um, take extra money from that one, uh, the bust earlier, mm. and he handed it to those employees and had them leave like he did for the other place. Oh. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. That is, yeah. I could, I could see it. <laughs> like him taking extra money. I mean, like, I'm totally going to use this for a good thing later. Don't even worry about it. for a good it. cause. <laughs> Seriously, guys. But yeah, I mean. So we like to give uh, movies these Kefi bowl ratings to see how many Kefi bowls it would take to kind of talk through and really enjoy the story of the, mo- of the movie and, and, yeah, and get through that. So what was our rating on this one? I think that we came to the consensus that this was probably... About four Kefi bowls mm-hmm. to really kind of dig into it, mm-hmm. uh, but then to go back and rewatch it and just enjoy it for the uh, murder fest. Yeah. That it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you you don't want to miss out on that part. Yeah, you definitely want to come back again and just, and just kick back and watch him myrtleize everybody with their own weapons and and things like that. So. And just his hands, you know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't use a gun anywhere in this movie he uses a nail gun and one time he uses another guy's hand to use his gun like there's nowhere else in this movie where denzel uses a gun you're right he is that badass he uses barbed wire he's a freaking shot glass like that's <laughs> creative he enjoyed that too he was excited when he saw oh, that i'm man. sure he was playing with that dude with yes. the corkscrews oh yeah um, like where else you want it <laughs> <laughs> Tell that one dude, stop shooting your friends. Stop <laughs> shooting your friends. <laughs> That's probably insensitive. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for joining us again uh, for another episode of Kiefer I Barely Knew Her. If you enjoyed the episode, definitely uh, subscribe. We're going to be dropping new episodes every Tuesday. If you feel like it, definitely leave a review as well. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at Kiefer, I-B-K-H, or check out our website at Kiefer, I-B-K-H.com. And we always love giving credit uh, for the music. Uh, Mr. Kevin McLeod. McLeod! Um... <laughs> We just love it. It's so much fun. But uh, come back. Definitely let us know what you guys are thinking about these, if there are movies that you'd like to go over with us. Or you have any thoughts on movies that we've already talked about. Let us know. We want to hear about it. But yeah, let's... uh, Let's do this again sometime. See where the story takes us. 